2: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.
1: Nugent Hopkins to win it between circles, shoots and scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the winner for the Oilers. In- he'll hit cory watson with it he'll sidestep one tackler and gets to the 20 cory watson inside the
2: 10 touchdown Eskimo! edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams this is inside sports with reed wilkins on the voice of your edmonton oilers and eskimos 630 Chad. it's the el gordo of sports radio
0: shows how you doing everybody Last Inside Sports before Christmas. Hope you have a great weekend planned. Rolling into the big day on Monday. We have Oilers action tomorrow night. They will be hosting the Montreal Canadiens 3.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Chad. The game will start at 5.00. Montreal in Calgary later tonight. That game starts in about an hour. Also, the Capitals will play the Coyotes. Minnesota leads Florida 1-0 late in the first period, early in the second period. No score between the Flyers and the Sabres. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can reach me if you like by texting 630-630. The open line number is 780-496-0063. The World Junior team tuning up tonight, playing Switzerland 3-1 for Canada about six and a half minutes into the second period. Dave Campbell spoke to Canadian goaltender Carter Hart earlier. We will have that interview for you. You'll hear from Mike Camilleri, big goal for the Oilers last night, two-time participant in the World Junior Tournament. He will share some of those memories lot of international hockey talk. The Canadian women's Olympic team was named today. Shannon Zabados, Edmonton's own. She will once again be a goaltender on the team. And Megan Mickelson, defenseman from St. Albert, making the Olympic team for the third time. Megan, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
3: I'm great, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. Congratulations on being named to the Olympic team. Third time around for you. Let me ask you this. Does, does it feel any different uh, being named to the team third time than it did the first time? How do you compare the experience?
3: Oh, I, don't, I don't think it ever gets old, I can tell you that much. Um, it's, it's been an exciting day for sure, and uh, I'm just really excited to be a part of the 23-player the roster that we have heading to Pyeongchang.
0: You know, you guys just went through that uh, the series, well, I guess it was over a few weeks, the, the six-game series with the United States. Uh, you won five out of the six. Tell me, uh, did, did you play in all of the games, or how many of the games did you play in, and what allowed to can, Canada to be quite successful in that series this time around? Yeah,
3: I played in all of the games except for one. Uh, we had, you know, eight or nine defensemen, um, you know, for each game, so a couple had to out here and there, but um just each game, I think we were just looking to really use those games as an opportunity to to work on our structure work on our systems and and just try to uh, get better as a team and every time we play against the u s obviously it's a it's a great game and it's a very intense rivalry that we have so uh, you know, whether it's at the Olympics or in the six-game series, um, they're, they're very competitive, fast-paced games. And um, I think that we did a, a really good job this year of, of coming out on top.
0: What's the experience like for you? Because there are younger players, I'm sure, hoping to take your spot at, <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, but yet they're, yeah. they're teammates and and you want to develop Canadian talent as well. What's that relationship like? How do you deal with that?
3: Yeah I mean it's a it's a very difficult process that uh, I don't think everyone you know really knows about and understands completely. Uh, we had a, a three-week boot camp in May and June um, training off ice and on ice and then we've been together um, as a group of 28 players since the beginning of August so it's been basically you know a five and a half month tryout process that we've already gone through and and it's tough because obviously you want to make the team personally but um, you know it's also a very important time uh, for the team to to gel and really come together and create chemistry and uh, you want to win obviously um, as we go through the process but um, you know it's tough to get to this point um, you know this morning when the team is named and uh, there's five players that were such a huge part of our journey and a huge part of the process that won't be coming with us to Pyeongchang but um, you know we're, we're a huge part of of you know this team coming together and, and becoming what we are today so it's really difficult and it's it's tough to say goodbye to those players and it's a tough day because as much as you want to celebrate you know the success of um and the excitement of the team being named um you also feel for those girls that you know you put your life into this team and and into your olympic dream and um it ends pretty abruptly so um, you know, personally I just you know, i I've been through it before and and you do your best, you reach out to those players. Um but at the same time you know that as a team you have to move forward um because we leave for the Olympics in uh, pretty much like a month.
0: Megan Mickelson joining us on Inside Sports. Uh, you have two Olympic gold medals already on your resume and now the opportunity to chase a third, so some pretty important life events. Tell us about another life event, though, uh, motherhood, and balancing that with uh, playing a high level of hockey.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, an interesting couple of years for sure. Um, I had my son uh, in September of 2015 and came back pretty quickly after that, and its it's been a bit of a whirlwind ever since. Um, you know, any parents out there know that uh, it changes your life just a little bit. So, um, you know, it's been tough. Uh, for me and and for my husband and our family to to try to balance everything um, just so we can allow me to continue pursuing my goals and my dreams of playing for Team Canada. So it's been tough, but uh, it's been a lot of fun as well, Um, you know, having my husband and my son at a lot of my games and just looking up in the stands uh, and seeing them there and uh, knowing what an experience it's going to be like for us. Uh, going to the Olympics, Um, it's going to be incredible. So as tough as it's been, um, it's all worth it for sure. Yeah. What's your son's name? My son's name is Calder.
0: Now, is that a a hockey, uh, because there's the Calder Trophy, or is is that not connected to to that?
3: (laughs) It is a little bit. Um, My great-uncle won the Calder Trophy when he played for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And then my dad uh, won the Calder Cup uh, when he played in the American Hockey League as well. So a little bit of family ties there, but um, we just really, we loved the name Calder. My husband played hockey um, professionally for a number of years as well. And um, obviously I come from a hockey family, so uh, we just, we loved the name and just found it fitting that, uh, you know, we were having a little boy and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a little Calder for sure.
0: Okay, I knew I knew about your dad's hockey career. Who was your great uncle?
3: Uh, Jim McFadden was his name. Oh,
0: okay, cool. All right.
3: Uh, yeah, so he he played for the Detroit Red Wings uh, in the 40s, 1940s, 1950s, um, won the Calder Trophy and also won a, a Stanley Cup with him.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. Megan Mickelson joining yeah. us on Inside Sports. Uh, named to the Canadian women's Olympic hockey team today. She's going to be chasing her third uh, Olympic gold medal. Is this, I, I, I hate to ask you this, but we don't get to talk all the time. Is, is this you're, you're the last time you want to go through the Olympic cycle, or, or have you thought beyond that?
3: Honestly, um, I mean, I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it. I think it's something that, you know, most players heading into the Olympics, if they've been there a couple times, think about. But, um, I mean, I'm 32 years old. I'll be 33 at the Olympics. Uh, And I feel the best physically that I felt in my career. So I'm not thinking about uh, retirement just yet. I'm just trying to really enjoy this experience and, um, you know, do my best um, to perform my best for the team. But uh, I think that's a bridge that I'll cross um, in the next few years.
0: I know, I hate asking that, but I have to do it. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Megan, I, I got to
0: interview Natalie Spooner the other night at the uh, Oilers game. Oh, yeah. uh, d- tell me how the two of you wound up on Amazing Race Canada.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it was kind of funny how it happened. It was the, the last centralization year, and uh, Natalie just asked me if I wanted to apply with her. And I, you know, I just kind of said, you know, why not? um we when we applied we both didn't know if we were on the team or not yet and we just decided it was something fun that we would do and and why not we didn't know at the time that there would be thirty thousand other people applying <laughs> uh, to be on the amazing race canada they get a lot of applications so um we were really lucky that we got picked it was three days after we got home from sochi we got a phone call and said that we were cast to be on the show and it was just it was an incredible experience obviously a a whirlwind coming home from Sochi and then leaving for that um you know a couple weeks later but it was you know an experience of a lifetime and and one that I'll never forget that's for sure
0: yeah that's pretty cool um Megan tell us I mean and I know Christmas is right here but tell us what happens uh, next between now and, and the start of the Olympics? Do you have a, a bunch more tune-up games? Or are you basically going to be practicing? What's going mm-hmm.
3: on? Yeah, so we have a couple of days off here for Christmas, which is really nice because we've pretty much been on the road nonstop for the, the past month and a half. Um, so we have a little bit of a break and then we come back um, and we'll practice and play through January and we'll head over to uh, South Korea um, at the end of January.
0: And you'll be out of Calgary, I assume?
3: Yes, we will. Yeah, we're here full-time. So we actually have uh, we have a lot of home games in Calgary uh, in the month of January.
0: All right. Megan, I'm going to ask you one more. Anybody, because you grew up uh, in St. Albert, anybody from your minor hockey career that uh, you want to you know, think, I need to thank this person for everything I've been able to do?
3: Yeah, I think um, I, I wouldn't pinpoint just anybody, obviously my parents. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without them. But uh, I think just St. Albert minor hockey, um, they were incredible with me growing up. There wasn't, uh, you know, girls hockey when I first started playing. So I always played on all-boys teams growing up. And they were always just so encouraging and accepting and made sure that I felt comfortable. um, And I think the other thing was playing with the boys, I was always pushed. Um, they, they pushed me to be better. They were big and strong and fast. And, um, so I think just the Albert Minor hockey, um, allowing me to to play um and and to compete at, at every level um you know until it was time for me to move on um I'm just I'm really thankful that I was given that opportunity and all the coaches I had along the way were were fabulous with me so um yeah I would say just just my coaches and and the entire St. Albert minor hockey organization.
0: Well said. Megan, appreciate you taking the time to connect with us here on 630 Chad. Congratulations again. All the best at the Olympics. I hope we can talk again soon.
3: Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks, Reid.
0: That is Megan Mickelson, defenseman, Canadian women's Olympic hockey team. She will chase her third Olympic gold medal. Great to have her back on the show. And as I mentioned, Shannon Zabados, Edmonton goaltender, also on the Olympic team once again. 618 Inside Sports on 630 Chet.
4: This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: Great game by Cam Talbot last night. The Oilers have won 3 straight for the first time all season. Your Oilers update courtesy of Nisku Ford, every model on sale every day. Nisku Ford above expectations Edmonton. Now a game under 500 for the first time. Well, since they were one and two, Way back at the start of the year, they won their first game and then obviously lost their next four. So they were one and two, three games into the season. Last game before Christmas, tomorrow. Ask Todd McClellan if he has any concerns about that.
2: I think anytime you get to breaks in your schedule, now this is a this is a short one. It's three days. Um, You have a little bit of a concern uh, about distractions and what's going on in and around uh, your world around Christmas, a lot of family in town and that type of stuff. But I'll be a lot more concerned about going to Winnipeg on whatever day it is, the 27th. Um, That's a tough one, especially when you're on the road and I think we've got like a 5 a.m. wake-up call and a 6.15 flight or something like that in the morning just to get to Winnipeg. I'll worry more about that one than this one.
0: All right, well, the Oilers can't let up tomorrow. Chance to get to 500 and then hopefully move beyond. They continue to climb out of the large hole they were in. Now five points. Out of a playoff spot, when you look at the wild card, 34 points for Edmonton, 39 for Chicago, who, of course, the Oilers will play next week. Six points out in the division are the Oilers. They have 34 points. San Jose has 40. The Sharks do have a couple of games in hand, but the Oilers looking a lot better, so they'll try to keep moving up, getting good goaltending. Talbot has won six straight, getting scoring from a lot more spots in the lineup now, including Mike Camilleri.
1: Camilleri kept it down low. This fourth line doing a good job here. The Blues can't get it out. Turnover by Upchall Back door. And Allen made a sprawling save. Right circle. Camilleri shoots and scores. Tie game. Mike Camilleri
0: evens it up with 9.52 still to play in the third period.
2: He's settled in now. He, I think he uh, feels comfortable here. Um, he's fit our team well and his teammates well and um, he's a pretty good utility guy it doesn't matter where you play him he seems to be productive he goes up in minutes he goes down the odd night he comes out and somebody else goes in and he always responds with a good game Um, so he's been um, he's been a good addition to our team
0: all right, and I would expect the Oilers to have the same lineup tomorrow when they take on the Montreal Canadiens' uh, practice today. Don't expect them to have a morning skate tomorrow, and obviously the Canadiens playing in Calgary. That game will start in about 45 minutes. You can text 63630, the phone number 780-496-0063. You can text in the best sports-related Christmas gift you ever received. The best sports-related Christmas gift You ever received, and because Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer this evening, we will include professional wrestling as a sport.
1: Yay! (laughs) You're you're thrilled. Thanks, Reed. It is the Christmas season after all. It really
0: is. I've thrown
1: you a bone, buddy. Awesome. What were you talking to Dave about? The royal, the royal Royal rumble. Yeah, there's two rumble matches this year. There's a men's rumble and a women's rumble. Is it this weekend? Is it over Christmas? Oh no, no. This is like middle of January. Oh, you're already looking ahead. To the, to the Royal Rumble. Well, they're building towards it, Reed. Okay. So they just announced this today? Uh, this, uh, like earlier this week, on Monday. All right. Where is the Royal Rumble this year? Philadelphia.
0: Is this still 30 people getting the ring at the same time, one at
1: a time? Correct. Is it one at a time or is it all all at the same time? It's staggered over time, but yes. Two people start, and then after two minutes, the third person comes in. It's where the Flyers play? Yes. Oh, I was there for an NHL draft Mm recently.
0: 630, 630 is the text line. You will hear from Mike Camilleri some world junior memories when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet.
1: Kellen, you have outdone yourself. Is this Mistress for Christmas by ACDC? From the legendary album Razor's the Edge, Razor's which I got Edge. as a Christmas gift back <laughs> in 1999. Did, when did it come out, like 91? Yeah. You got it
0: eight years later. I did, yes. Wow. I don't even know if it's politically correct to play this song. We're probably going to get in trouble. It's Christmas. Well, it is, and I guess if you if you want a mistress for Christmas, we can't stop you from asking. <laughs> oh my! A bunch of people trying to find that tape now. By a bunch, I mean probably one. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. That actually caught me off guard in a, in a in a pleasant way. I wonder if I could name all the tracks off... uh right we do that right now? is a bit of an aside. All let me right. see if I can name all 12 tracks off the razor's edge. I
1: okay. do not have to do it in order, do you I? Want, uh, no, you don't. Just let me dial it up here. Yeah, on I'll bring it up. I'm going to write down...
0: Know. here. Uh, oh man, this is hard. I can't remember very many.
1: Do, 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 do. Okay,
0: there we go. We got it. So all right. So we got obviously Mistress for Christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> Thunderstruck yes money talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a song called the Razor's Edge. Yes uh, Track seven the first one on side two. Are, mm-hmm. uh, are you ready?
1: Yes Kate um, They play that one a lot in a lot of arenas around the, the country still it's like a go-to there's jam. So, there's one about getting out of jail. They always have a song
0: about getting on the uh, getting out of jail. Um, it's like track 11 or 10 or 11. Oh, uh, Let's Make It. Yep. Let's Make It. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Typical ACDC titles. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's Make It. Uh, well, I got six. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, give me track two. Oh, it's not Fire Your Guns. That's it. Fire Your Guns yes. is the second track. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm lost now. Well, give me the rest.
1: Right on. Well, track six was Rock Your Heart Out. Rock Your Heart Out. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, you said Shot of Love, right? No, I did not say okay, Shot of Love. Okay. Uh, d- d- number 11 is Goodbye and Good Riddance to Bad Luck. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And track 12, If You Dare.
0: Okay. Goodbye and Good Riddance to Bad Luck might be the one about a, something about getting out of jail.
1: Hmm. Well, that was fun. Legendary album. Great album, though. <laughs> well, Back in black. Well, this is their best one. This is this is in their top five. I'd put it as as number two. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: we got some awesome text here to six thirty six thirty. Best sports related Christmas gift you ever received. Received somebody says an unopened box of ninety ninety one Upper Deck hockey cards. That's pretty cool. Uh, this texter got a Kiprasoft game used Heritage Classic jersey. Richard says, uh, either my Bill Ranford jersey or my VHS tape profiling all of the series of the 1990 playoffs culminating in the Oilers-Stanley Cup championship. Well, that's pretty cool.
1: I think I have the same one They used to put out the highlight
0: videos. I think they don't do that. Did they even do that on DVD anymore? Uh, I haven't seen
1: one for years. No, I think the last one I seen was when the Hawks won the Cup the first time. All right. Somebody got a
0: Ryan Smith jersey. That's Derek. That's pretty cool. Lambo says my girlfriend got me a signed Hockey Hall of Fame Burray Canucks jersey last year and a signed Gretzky farewell game photo this year. That's pretty cool. All right, I really like uh, really like these two. <laughs> B man says best uh, best sports game ever. Handheld electronic quarterback. I think I still remember the key combination to get a touchdown in one play, couldn't turn off the volume, and my parents regretted the gift the very first night. Do you remember those hand little handheld sports games? Yeah. I had I don't know if it was electronic quarterback, but I had some football game and some like the players were little dashes. Yeah. I don't know if this is what... I think that's the game B-Man is talking about. Those are the ones with the little
1: screen, like the calculators, right? Yes. like So,
0: yeah, it was a little bigger than a calculator. So you held it and had up, down, and side keys, and and you would just run around.
1: I had a pro wrestling one, obviously. I had a hockey one (laughs) as well.
0: Yeah, the hockey one was a lot of fun. All right. And this one's pretty cool. It's from Kyle and GP. He says, best gift was when I was about eight. I was a Southpaw goalie. Finding gloves was always tough at that time, as everything was for righties. Goal equipment was, of course, expensive, so my dad was working a ton of overtime. He phoned Christmas Eve from work so I could open his gift as he would be working again Christmas morning. The gifts were unreal copper gloves. I kept those for a long while as memento. I ended up playing a few years of Major Junior and Junior A, so for the first time, I got my equipment paid for by my team was pretty sweet to share with my dad that is from Kyle in GP Kyle, thank. that's an awesome text, really that's amazing. cool story thank you so much for yep. sharing that, absolutely more memories of the uh, not exactly Christmas variety, but something that always happens at Christmas time, just after Christmas the World Junior Tournament Mike Camilleri of the Edmonton Oilers played in two of them and I sat down with him and uh, he shared some memories after practice today Mike had a trivia question on our broadcast last night. Who was the top forward at the 2002 World Junior Hockey Championship?
5: Uh, I think he had a vowel Italian last name. I can't remember who he was, though. He had good line mates. <laughs> who were your line mates? <laughs> Jared Allen and Brad Boyes. You guys, did you guys click right away? We did. We had a, we had a lot of success as a line, and. Uh, um, Would have liked to have a little more success in the gold medal game as a team, but um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. You obviously were on the team twice.
0: You first made it in, in 2001. Do you remember the moment you found out you were going to be on
5: the team? Uh, I remember all the moments leading up to that. You know the the process. I don't know if they've changed the process, but uh, it was um, it was you know the whole hotel thing and wait for the phone call at four in the morning and. Um, uh, was was happy not to get that call. And I, I remember the day, the last night, you didn't get much sleep, and then it's you kind of go, and we had breakfast, and we did a bunch of uh, signings and things of that nature of, of jerseys and stuff for sponsors, and it was a pretty pretty uh, exciting feeling knowing you were getting ready to go overseas and represent the country. Once you got over there, you were Czech Republic first year, right? You were on? Or, Russia was the first year, sorry.
0: Okay, so once you got over there and you kind of get into the tournament and... It, I mean, what do you remember about it? Was it seeing Canadian fans? Was it just the pressure of the games? Or?
5: Oh, I just I remember the, the speed and pace at which we were playing was was you know elite. I remember the the feeling of that just being fantastic hockey. Um, I remember feeling as a special you know Canadian unit going over to play overseas and how that galvanized us as a group and um, and the support you felt from back home. Um, and and I remember it being kind of uh, living out your dream. I, you know, you, as a Canadian kid, you grow up watching the World Juniors, and uh, everyone gets excited about hope. And and those are the next big superstars, the next the next hopes, the next guys you can be fans of as kids. And so um, I watched it religiously growing up, and and being part of that, and having your own small footprint in uh, in that history is a it was a very special thing.
0: When you referenced. Wanting a gold medal game to go a little differently. You got, I know you got a bronze and a silver. There's a lot of pressure on that team. It's kind of a gold or nothing mentality. How did you deal with it at the time? And now, how do you reflect on still having two medals
1: from that?
5: Yeah, two different experiences. The first year we won bronze. Second year we lost silver. Right. So um, um, the second year we, we thought we had a pretty dominant tournament, and it was it was it was a really good team and. We had a lead in the gold medal game, and, you know. We lost that game, so that one that one stung. And uh, and looking back, it would have been great to win. But um, at the end of the day, you compete as hard as you can in these things, and uh, they're one game eliminations. And um, uh, my advice to the to the team would be to just uh, just be, be proud of everything you do in your preparation and how you play, and the results will take care of themselves. All right, uh, quickly on the uh, here and now. First of all,
0: you guys gutted one out against uh, St. Louis. Uh, I thought you guys had a lot of great chances. Maybe your goal that uh, ignited the three goal bursts. Just, I mean, we're you just putting that uh, putting that on net, trying to keep the pressure on.
5: Yeah, kind of just using their defenseman as my goalie, trying to get the puck to a, an area of the net uh, with Zach. So he saw the you know the, the net presence that he had in front, and um, and knew that that's probably a dangerous place to put the puck at that time of the game. And um, happy it went in. What's the key to one
0: more strong outing before Christmas? I mean, is it distracting at this time of year with Christmas right around the corner and some of the other things going on?
5: Uh, I, both teams deal with it the same. It's an even playing field. I think we you know we're professionals, so. Um, uh, our jobs is to, to play the best we can, you know, regardless of what's going on. I don't, I don't think it has to be distracting. I think it can be a, um, a, an exciting, fun thing. that You know, guys get family and friends in and you play in front of them and that can ignite you also.
0: Mike Camilleri ready to go for
5: the Edmonton Oilers,
0: reflecting on his World Junior experience, as he said, on the team twice. Didn't get a gold, got a bronze and a silver. And yeah, big goal last night for the Oilers. Tons of pressure on the Blues. They finally broke through, came from behind twice, and then won it on that late goal by Drake Kajula. Furnace Family Oilers hockey tomorrow. Edmonton's Furnace Replacement experts call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. 3.30 face-off show, game at 5, right here on 6.30, Chad. Oilers will host the Montreal Canadiens. A couple of people, uh, well, one texture says he got every Rock'em Sock'em one every year for Christmas, because they, they still put that out, don't they? Yeah. What actually, are they
1: up they, to now? must be in the 30s. Yeah, in the 30s somewhere. They actually released a box set of, like, the first 25, I think, four years ago or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can get the first 25 on the DVD in that box set. I have it at home. It is amazing. How about this from Bob in the Park?
0: A personally signed picture from bobby Orr of his famous goal where he's flying through the air that'd be a pretty cool gift that'd be a sports related yeah. gift we're taking texts on your best sports related christmas gift to 636 30 the phone number is 780-496-0063 speaking of the world juniors carter hart local product ready to play goal for canada at the tournament he spoke to dave campbell we'll have that interview when we get back
1: Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630, Chad.
0: News with a nice assist on the game winner last night. Oilers beat St. Louis 3-2. Thanks a lot for tuning in this evening. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630, Chad. Uh, how about this uh, text to six... By the sign your first name if you if you can. But this texter says, My wonderful husband got me a Dave Keon jersey. He was my childhood hockey hero growing up in Toronto. We're talking about your best ever sports-related Christmas gift. Gord is on line one. Go ahead, Gord.
4: Hey, guys. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, the year that John Beliveau passed, my son got me a Beliveau jersey. And I think uh, since that happened... These stores like Jersey City and that put a moratorium on uh, retired players' jerseys, you can no longer buy them. Is that true?
0: Oh, right. You know what? I'd have to find out. I don't even know.
4: Yeah, I think it's actually true. I think Jersey City is one of them that you you can no longer buy retired players uh, or order retired players' jerseys. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you can go to any crafting store and get them to put on the jersey, whatever you want. So I don't know where that's going to stop people, but I guess that's the main jail rule now.
0: Okay. So you got a Bellevue, now were you, uh, are you old enough to have seen Bellevue play?
4: On TV, yes, I am, I'm 60, yeah, on on TV I watched him play, yeah. Right on. And he's the classiest classiest guy to ever lace him up, and no offense, and yes, I will be wearing it to the game tomorrow.
0: Now, cheering for Montreal, or cheering for the Oilers, or cheering for both?
4: I love the Oilers, they're my second favorite team, I lived in the city for 55 years, I was actually born in Montreal, Air Force parents, whatever, but, uh. I love the Oilers. Don't get me wrong, but I'm one of
0: those guys. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's that's all right. It's always a fun atmosphere when uh, when the Canadians and the Leafs are in town because of all the chanting back and forth, and you see so many uh, uh, teams wearing a visitor jersey. Now, what do you, what do you think about this year's edition of the Canadians? Because I don't know if you heard George Larac on with Bob earlier today. Uh, he he kind of said they're in a little, little bit of trouble here. He did, like George said, there are no forwards on the Canadians that really scare the opposition.
4: That's absolutely correct. I mean, they, they have no they have no real good centerman to speak of. They, they're weak in the centermen. Uh, their defense is suspect, especially when Weber's out. I'll tell you a little about tomorrow's game. There's only one way Montreal's going to win that game tomorrow, and I'm a Montreal fan, and that's Terry Price. If he keeps the goal- Oilers to two, and we can score three, we'll win. But other than that, I've never been more unsure of a hockey game and my team winning as I am tomorrow. He
0: might not play, though, right, because he's going to go tonight in Calgary.
4: Well, then that gives us less of a chance of winning tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Well, if the Oilers can uh, do what they've been doing lately, I don't know if they'll win, but they'll have a lot of offensive zone time. Let me put it that way.
4: Montreal scored seven against Vancouver the other night, I I was shocked. And uh, they're going to be coming here here tomorrow playing like three nights in five games. Or three games in five nights, two nights in a row. Uh, This is a prime. If the Oilers want to win four in a row, tomorrow's their day.
0: Gord, I really appreciate you calling. Have a great Christmas.
4: Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys.
0: That is Gord checking in. 780-496-0063. Jean Bellevo Jersey. Man, that is pretty cool stuff. All right. World Junior, that uh, tune-up game, Canada leading Switzerland 6-1 early in the third period. Now, obviously, uh, earlier, our producer, Dave Campbell, spoke to Sherwood Park's Carter Hart, who is back to uh, be in goal for Team Canada, got a silver for them in the tournament last year, and he says the process of coming together quickly as a team been going pretty well.
6: Um, I, I think just the way that they um, isolate us from, from everyone else and kind of just keep us together as a group, wherever we are, whether that's at the rink, at the hotel, um, with team activities, team bonding activities. And I know Hockey Canada does a really good job of um, setting up cool team bonding experiences. And and like A couple of days ago, we, we actually went and did some painting together, which is something a little different that a lot of us hadn't done, but it turned out to be actually really fun, and, and we got to know each other quite well.
7: This is your second uh, time at this World Junior Hockey Championship last year when it was in uh, Toronto and Montreal. Of course, we know how it ended. It was a, a tough loss in the gold medal game, uh, 5-4 to, uh, to Russia in a shootout. Um, but tell me, how is Carter Hart handling this experience the second time around compared to the first time around?
6: I think just knowing or having gone through the whole experience before it definitely helps. Um, last year coming into it, I didn't know exactly what to expect and, and the kind of pedestal that the tournament's put on, but um, now I know what, what, uh, what the whole event is like and, and uh, just how fast it really goes by, and you don't really have a lot of time. So, um, with the time that you do get, you want to make the most of every opportunity you get, whether that's in practice, uh, like days like today, or, or uh, in games as well, and uh, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is just making the most of every opportunity you have and, and taking things. Uh, day by day because the tournament definitely goes by pretty quick
7: hearing uh, from uh, Carter Hart, the starting goaltender for the uh, Canadian national Junior team as uh, the World Junior Hockey Championships will begin uh, Boxing Day. Uh, that's next Tuesday in Buffalo, New York. The pain of that loss last year in the gold medal game. Um, how long did that stick with you? and is it, is it, uh, you know is it, is it coming to the forefront now, you think or maybe the forefront's the wrong word, but do you kind of feel it maybe kind of in the background and uh, obviously that's extra motivation, I'm sure.
6: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really think about it um, at all, to be honest. Um, I know last year when that happened, it was a pretty devastating loss. But at the same time, um, you just gotta learn from it and and move on. And I mean, that happened almost a year ago now, so here we are again uh, at the World Junior Tournament once again, and uh, to get another opportunity, um, I'm very lucky, and, and I'm excited for for another
7: shot at this. You're playing for the Everett Silvertips Silver again in the uh, WHL and uh, having a great season. 13-3-1 uh, record. Uh, one three, two goals against average. A 9-6-1
6: save percentage.
7: And uh, Carter, you missed six weeks because of Mono. Uh, tell me about
6: that. Oh, yeah, I actually, I got sick when I was in Philly. So um, I was supposed to play, start my first preseason game against the Islanders, and I just wasn't feeling good the night before. And the morning of I, I could I couldn't even, didn't have any energy to do anything, and then, uh, so I just, I got sent home after that, and when I, when I came to Everett, I was still sick, and so I had to figure out what was going on, and found out, went for tests, and found out I had mono. Jeez, that's crazy.
7: <laughs> that's not the way you want to yeah. spend your first National Hockey League training camp.
6: Uh, it was my second camp.
7: Oh, well, second camp, forgive me, so, but still, that's not fun.
6: No, it was, it was definitely disappointing, because I was excited to get into a game there, and and hopefully I was, I was looking to stick around as long as I could, And but uh, to get sick like that, I was pretty disappointed, but um, I'm, I'm fully healthy now, and, and I'm feeling good, so. Uh,
7: it's interesting, because this is in Buffalo, it was in Canada last year, but you're in Buffalo, it's pretty much going to be a Canadian feel, isn't it?
6: <laughs> yeah, I think so, I mean, Buffalo is just across the border, and it's like 20 minutes from Niagara, where we're staying right now, so um, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of, Canadians will fluctuate down into <laughs> into Buffalo for for the tournament come Tuesday,
7: and you get to play an outdoor game against the against the U.S. That's got to be uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of
6: excitement as well, a little, a little added treat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never played an outdoor game, and um, I think this is the first. This will be the fir- I believe the first international outdoor game ever. So uh, it'll be cool to be part of history and and uh, just to experience uh, the outdoor environment.
7: Right on. Carter, thanks for your time. Uh, All the best, of course. Canada will be rooting you on, especially uh, people uh, in the Edmonton area, Short Park. Uh, Go get them, okay? All right, thank you.
0: That is Carter Hart, goaltender for the Canadian World Junior team, obviously earlier in conversation with Dave Campbell. Text to 63630 from Hannah, who says, Hello and Merry Christmas. I got an autographed Peter Klima jersey and also a hockey stick with his autograph. I still love them. Hannah also says, P.S., love the mention of Mistress for Christmas. Well, there you go. See, it's a lot of
1: people.
0: didn't offend anybody. No. Hannah speaks for everybody. It's Christmas. Thank you, Hannah. You can text 630-630, best sports-related Christmas gift you have ever received. One of our most popular guests of the last couple of months, Brian Mazik. If you The name may not ring a bell, but if you heard this interview, you'll remember. He's the guy who reviews video games for a living. He gave us that great line, pick a career before life assigns you a job. He's picked a pretty fun career. He's back on the show
2: after the 7 o'clock news. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.